How beyond marvelous to be born again. When the secret of born again was first revealed unto man, it was revealed to a ruler of the Jews named Nicodemus, John 3, 1 through 4. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? At born again, one is born a second time. This time of the Spirit of God. This time as a son or daughter of God. How marvelous is John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe upon his name. All power and all authority has been given unto the Lord Jesus Christ. If Jesus has it all, then Satan has none. We, the born again, are the members of the body of Christ. Therefore, all power and authority is ours. At church, I have the saints touch the tip of their index finger to the tip of their thumb, and I encourage you to do that as well. Take a look. Go ahead. Put your index finger and thumb together. What do you see? A big, fat zero. In Christ, we have all the power and authority regarding the ground between our ears, and that means the devil has none. We do not fear the devil. Certainly not. Born again is the greatest miracle man can know, and it is the beginning of our eternal life in Christ Jesus. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again? In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. If you follow from your heart, everything will change for you, and it will change today, beginning with a new father. Today, all your sin and its shame will be expunged from your record. You will be brand spanking new. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken. The bigger, the better, and I mean it. You will be free and clear. Today, the marvelous blood of Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, will make you new and free. Born again is truly out of this world. Here is the simple prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. God said, Psalm 68, verse 1, Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, let them also that hate him flee before him. God said, Matthew 18, 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Man said, A.I., yeah, that's it. I just ask my phone and I get the truth. Impressive, don't you think? Now the record. 
Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1,155, that will again certify the full supernatural inerrancy of God's majority text Holy Bible. All 1,155 features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the saints and as a platform from which to convince the gainsayer. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's face shine upon you and your house. The first three parts of this series have sufficiently established the utter primacy of words, specifically God's words, even as the Scriptures boldly declare from the very beginning. If everything is made out of words, and it is, if I will be judged by the words I think and speak, and I will, and if the power of life and death is in my tongue, and it is, then acquiring and mastering word skills needs to be a foundational focus. Harnessing the power of words will yield a staggering reward. Astounding as it may seem, the tongue of the born again is critical to salvation. Romans 10, 8 through 10 frames it well. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. As they redeem, mix God's word with their faith, and with their mouth confess Christ openly, they participated with God in their actual salvation, even speaking themselves into existence, their very first godlike act. In this feature, we will learn how to bind and loose in the spirit realm, even the binding and loosing of angels, and the secret is discovered in the utter primacy of words. Words are not energy or matter. They are their own utterly dominant category. The following information will be a very brief instant replay style review of features one and two, and a more extensive review of feature number three we do strongly recommend that you begin this series with feature number one. The utter and total primacy of words is certainly not an overstatement, as this short review will demonstrate. Scientists were shocked when they discovered that DNA, which houses the building instructions for all life, gives those instructions using a four-letter alphabet made up of words, sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and books. Today's scientists are learning how to literally read this book, which they call the book of life. From quarks to man and beyond, it is a word issue. Physicists speak of the four forces of the universe, and the strongest one is aptly known as the strong force. This mysterious strong force holds all things together, and without it, all physical things would go poof and simply disappear. God's Word resolves the mystery of the strong force in Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things, by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. 
We are held together by the invisible and spiritual word of his power. It is entirely and completely a matter of words. The first law of thermodynamics, also known as the law of conservation, states that you cannot create or destroy energy or matter. What was from the beginning must always remain constant. 3,000 years ago, this law was in the Word of God, Ecclesiastes 3.14. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. Science now knows that all matter, physical things, is made by photons, light packets from the sun, which is also our source of energy. As a result of their research into the fields of quantum consciousness and the supremacy of information, both a compilation of words, scientists of note are now theorizing that it will soon be proven that words of knowledge and intent actually make energy, photons, light from the sun. When they arrive at their proof, they will meet our truth. Number one, God is light, 1 John 1, 5. He's the energy and the power of creation. And number two, God is the word of knowledge and intent, and it precedes light, even as scientists have theorized. Genesis 1, 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God's words of intent precede light. Psalms 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God is the Word, and God is also the light. Science is beginning to understand the two, words and light, are interchangeable. My grandfather, whom I never knew, has been reduced to a Word document. Over 80 years ago, he died. In those 80 years, his body, and those of all that he knew, has returned or is returning to dust, which was initially spoken into existence by God's Word. My grandfather is now a Word document his death certificate. Billions of individuals who once walked this earth have been reduced to a word document. If the Lord tarries, all of us will be reduced to a word document, but surely be advised that all the word documents from the beginning of time will rise again at a place called the great white throne judgment. All will stand to give an account. You will find the next five verses both amazing and sobering. Revelation twenty eleven through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We and our words will stand before God, Matthew twelve thirty six and 37. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. It's truly astounding. Just as my grandfather and Joshua, you and I, will be reduced to word documents, the heavens and the earth, both spoken into existence by God in Genesis chapter 1, will be reduced to a word document. Hebrews 1, 10 through 12 
And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. The field of psychology believes words are at least as effective as drugs and with no side effects. The March 2023 issue of Scientific American headlined a six-page spread, A Talking Cure for Psychosis, and the feature dealt with schizophrenia and word-based therapies that are helping individuals. The following excerpts from The Ultimate Primacy of Words, Sinless, they surely warrant repeating. Get ready to practice using God's functional, empowering, and eternal words. We are going to talk Holy Ghost words of intent, and things will happen. God's Word teaches mind transformation through brainwashing before going on to mind control. At the place Jesus calls born again, the process of total renewal begins, and as you should expect, it is entirely a word issue. Romans 12, 1 and 2 calls it transformation. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This transformation process that begins at born again starts with and proceeds with the renewing of the mind. Even the physical brain changes, form, what neuroscience knows as neuroplasticity. Transform? Yes. And this transformation includes your entire spiritual and physical nomenclature. The mind and the brain are not the same. No more than operational software and the computer are the same. Both are designed to interface, to work together, but both are separate and apart. The mind renewal and transformation process that begins at the moment of salvation continues to the, wa continues to the washing of water by the Word, which is administered by the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27 denotes the process by which Christ purifies His church. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Through Holy Ghost washing, the brain is being purged of dark thoughts and memories that reside there and is being replaced with the mind of Christ. The mind renewal process is in full motion from redemption, to that time when we see Christ face to face and we will be like him. The redeemed are called unto the primacy of God's words and shown how to use these words to control the dialogue between their ears. Imagine the power described in 2 Corinthians ten three through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. All we need to entirely control the ground between our ears is God's words 
mixed with our childlike faith. Pretty cool, don't you think? Not scholarship, but childlike ship. Just as we cannot create energy or matter, we cannot create words or thoughts, which are themselves nothing but silent words. We cannot create words or thoughts, but we must interact with them. Satan, leader of the camp of evil, is its ultimate word master. He surely knows about the primacy of words. Second Corinthians 2.11 warns us not to be ignorant of his devices, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The devil is an imposter, 2 Corinthians 11.14, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. He is also a master of appearing first person between your ears, pretending he is you. I gave my heart to Jesus Christ at the age of nine. My entire family, my father, mother, my older sister, and my brother, went forth at a Catherine Coleman crusade in Youngstown, Ohio, and gave our hearts to Christ. Salvation was so powerful and so real. Our entire family was baptized by Sister Coleman in Brady's Run Lake in Beaver County, Pennsylvania. We were not as yet baptized in the Holy Ghost as they were on the day of Pentecost. In those days of the 1950s, the understanding regarding the baptism of the Holy Ghost was dear indeed. In my experience in those days, about 5% of the full gospel ranks were spirit-filled, and 95% were not. From the 1960s on, God began to open the eyes of the church, and today in the full gospel ranks, you'll find it flipped. 95% spirit-filled, and 5% not. I was growing and abounding in the faith until I got to around 12 years old when Satan took advantage of me. I began to enter manhood in new thoughts. Thoughts I had never before experienced or invited came knocking. They were your typical bad sexual thoughts that entered my mind. Keep in mind, just as, a matter, just as matter and energy cannot be created, neither can thoughts be created. The thoughts that were confronting me have been thought billions of times. They were not my thoughts, but I didn't know it at the time. The thoughts were followed by condemnation, Satan condemning me for his dirty thoughts. I was in turmoil. How could I possibly call myself a Christian if I was thinking such ungodly thoughts? I never spoke to anyone about my suffering, for such subjects were not spoken of aloud. This is shameful, saints. These issues must be addressed by family and church with your young Christians before Satan takes the lectern first person. I fell fast and hard and served the devil for 11 dark years, but it didn't have to be that way. 1 Thessalonians 4.4, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. If I don't possess my vessel in sanctification and honor, Satan will. Understanding I do not create thoughts and that Satan's first person impersonation is not me changes the field of battle. The next Holy Ghost revelation will totally destroy Satan's stronghold, and it is entirely a word issue. Pay attention now. 1 John 3, 7 through 10. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. 
Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Let's hear verse 9 again. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. When we are born again, now sons and daughters of God, his seed dwells in us, and the new creature in me cannot sin. If sin arises, it won't be from the seed of righteousness, but from one's carnal nature that has been permitted to arise. We are commanded not to sin, but if one is guilty in a matter, he or she has an advocate to stand on our behalf, and that advocate is Jesus Christ himself. First John 2, 1 and 2, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. A common phrase heard amongst some Christians is, We're all sinners. Be careful not to link yourself to the devil's company with such words. 1 Peter 4, 17, 18. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? We are not sinners any longer. If all your sins have been washed away by Christ's cleansing blood and you are seeking God with your might, you are in a perfect and sinless state. You can boldly proclaim, I am a sinless child of God. This is Holy Ghost Word Therapy. Let's start talking. Repeat after me. Are you ready? I am a sinless child of God. Say it again. I am a sinless child of God. Hallelujah, man. This is big. I'm going about my business in a perfect and sinless state, and a bad grouping of words arises, a thought I might have been accustomed to having prior to my salvation. Remember, we do not create energy or matter, and likewise, we do not create words or thoughts. We do, however, decide whether or not to participate. The thought came first person as though it were mine. It was not mine. Let's practice Holy Ghost word-washing therapy. Suppose the issue is a lustful thought. First, I must recognize that the thought is not mine. I simply say to the imposter, I am a sinless child of God, and I do not think lustful thoughts get thee behind me in Jesus' name. The imposter will flee, and I will not experience even an ounce of guilt over the thought. Instead, I marvel at the victory. Suppose I am hit with a bitter thought against someone presenting itself as coming from first person. Often a bitter thought is justifiable in the natural world, but never in the spiritual world before God. I simply say to the imposter, I am a sinless child of God, and this is not my thought. Jesus said, love your enemies. Get thee behind me, Satan, in Jesus' name. The imposter will flee, and I will not experience an ounce of guilt over the thought. Instead, I marvel at the victory. All thoughts contrary to the sinless state are handled in like fashion. Mind control is our ground, and when we exercise Holy Ghost word therapy, we are fully participating in the marvels of 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
Possessing your vessel is totally and completely a word issue. Practice Holy Ghost word therapy. That's all there is. It's words, all right. The primacy of words. Words are not energy or matter. They are an utterly dominant and separate category. God creates all things in heaven and on earth, invisible and visible, by his only begotten Son, Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. Revelation 19, 13 speaks of this Christ, and his name is called the Word of God. Colossians 1, 16 through 19 lays it out in more detail. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. On earth we live in the three dimensions of length, width, and height. Einstein added time space to the conversation. God's Word clearly speaks of four dimensions in Ephesians 3.18. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. We have arrived at the non-physical dimension of the Spirit, the invisible kingdom of God which dwells in the redeemed, Luke 17, 20, and 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The invisible kingdom is oh so visible to opened eyes. God's word rules, uh, God's words, excuse me, rule over all dimensions, visible and invisible. There is a very simple reason. Satan and his devils cannot defend against the spoken words of faith. And the reason is they are created by God's words. Words are spirit and they are the medium of all activity. All of creation in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, thrones or dominions, principalities, powers, all must obey the words, the voice of their creator. When a child of God who now dwells in the invisible kingdom speaks God's words mixed with faith, all dimensions, all dimensions will comply. Jesus spends much of his time casting out devils who have crossed over from the fourth dimension. This power has been given to the born again, Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Note, Jesus Christ leaves heaven to come to earth to destroy Satan's death grip upon the sons and daughters of Adam. Watch what happens. John 1, 11 through 14. And he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh. And dwell among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh, and this Word is the mediator between God and man, between dimensions. All must comply, and that certainly includes Satan and his fallen angels. 
good angels and evil angels are spirits. Hebrews 1, verse 7. And of the angels he saith, who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. All good and evil must submit to the spoken word of faith. Imagine the born again have the power to disembody devils, to actually cast them out of their human slaves with the words of the Creator. The power of binding and loosing has been given to the saints. Matthew eighteen eighteen. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. When we bind the devils on earth and take authority over them with the spoken word of faith, that authority is honored in heaven, the invisible kingdom from which place the fallen spirits have come. The evil spirits will and must comply. It is entirely a word issue. I want to speak of loosing God's good angels, his ministering spirits, which are fully empowered in the physical realm, directly affecting physical things. They will function and minister unto us when we stand before God with clean hands and a pure heart. Psalm 68, 1. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. I must allow God to arise. And as I walk in faith and love, he will. His ministering spirits can minister in this atmosphere. Jesus could not do many mighty works in his own hometown because of unbelief. I must let and allow God arise. When I walk in faith and God's word is high and lifted up, I have the certified authority to bind Satan's minions and loose God's mighty angels, and it is entirely a matter of words. Words are not energy or matter. They are their own, utterly dominant category. Harnessing Holy Ghost words is literally harnessing the creation power of God, and the Word was God, John 1, 1. Truly, the power of death and life is in my tongue. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The entire story, as all stories, is a matter of words. Speak the good. The power to bind and loose belongs to the word walkers. God said, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. God said, Psalm 68, 1, Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. God said, Matthew eighteen eighteen. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Man said, A.I., yeah, that's it. I just asked my phone and I get the truth. Impressive, don't you think? Now you have the record.